0: Sourcing for Innovation podcast, episode two. My name is Adam Curtis. Thank you for joining us again. With me today is Grant English, Catalyst Director of Technology in the Baltimore office. Grant, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Today we're gonna talk about love. Love. Specifically, how to show developers in your organization some love. You wrote a, a blog post about this, coincidentally for Valentine's Day a few months ago. And the premise here is that Oftentimes, those that are doing the most work, your developers, it's, it's easy to sort of overlook them and just think, oh, they're there. They're doing work. It's working. Good job. Absolutely. How do you go a step deeper to really show appreciation for what they do? Because it's becoming more and more vital for any company, any industry as the world grows more digital and more customer focused.
1: Well, fundamentally, their work's intangible, so it's difficult for for the rest of us to see the impact they're having. But uh, you know, happy people do great work. So it's finding those little ways for each individual uh, to make them happy. And uh, fundamentally, they want to be recognized. They they want to have their stuff used. They want an opportunity to learn, and they want enough money so they don't have to worry about money.
0: So to show them appreciation. To make sure that they are intellectually stimulated, mm-hmm. um, make sure that they also can go home and continue a career doing what they're doing. Three big points for showing developers love. Absolutely. So from there, the, the appreciation part. I think a couple of your points are you know pretty universal. Everyone, especially developers, uh, run on food and <laughs> run on coffee. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and off-hours, some other stuff as well, but uh, absolutely just uh,
1: surprise them from time to time. Bring some good stuff in, uh, make sure that they get some autonomy in the kinds of coffee they choose, make sure that you're, you're you know, funding your local drip machine, doesn't cost a lot of money, and you know espresso from time to time. Uh, surprising, you're, you're, um, the, the
0: ratio of uh, money to benefit is just huge. Have you ever seen a preference during your career for the cappuccino machine, the drip machine, or the bringing in the drink run from outside, <laughs> which which gets people going most? Well, you know the, the drink run from outside is always a surprise, and a surprise has its own
1: benefits. But uh, you know there are two types of developers: those who want their coffee and they just want to have a drip machine, and those who want their special coffee and they will go to the cappuccino machine and you know spend ten minutes making their special cup. But the preference is typically on-demand caffeine to keep the creative juices
0: going, so they can keep having fun at the desk. Or for you, the tea. Have a box of tea lying around for I, any of you British expats or Australian expats who happen to be in the building. <laughs> yes,
1: I, I recently uh, found myself consuming too much coffee and moved to the green tea uh, to keep my
0: jitters down and not scare anyone. All right, so we have some of the basic uh, functions of a developer taking care of with the food, with the caffeine a little bit more about depreciation i mean a lot of times these projects they're working on they're either moving through them so fast or you know they're failing fast which isn't a bad thing but to show some sort of uh, public appreciation for the work they're doing or you know hey x team decided to tackle this problem they didn't get it this time but they did their best at it let's work on it again Absolutely. A lot
1: of technology is about learning, but uh, fundamentally, again, everything being intangible, just uh, just taking the opportunity to drop a Starbucks card on someone's desk and seeing a public knowledge for the rest of the team. Developers have egos, too, and a little bit of a prestige, and if, uh, if they see each other getting recognized, they'll, it'll puff their, puff their chest out a little bit, and, uh, and it'll become a little competitive
0: and a little fun in the office and just keep them going. At how far do you want to pat someone else on the back so the person down the line's like, I want that as well? Just enough, right?
1: And, th- and it has to be the right person to do it. Uh, you know, It has to be for the right reasons, too. So you have to really, really, really know what they are doing and what kind of impact it's having. Patting the wrong person <laughs> on the back can have the same negative effects, right? So make sure that you're getting good intel from the devs and the tech leads to make sure that the right people are being appreciated for the right
0: reasons. Now, who is doing this appreciation? I mean, in your role here, Director of Technology, you're overseeing yeah. a lot of our development teams, but who's really the right person? Does it go all the yeah. way up the chain? Like, does a shout out from the CEO in a, <laughs> a monthly newsletter do more than something coming from a, a direct you know, supervisor like yourself? Uh, absolutely,
1: it, it's uh, engineers are unique and some love being called out by the CEO, some hate it, so it's a matter of knowing your guy. Uh, typically the, the card, the gift card, will be uh, delivered by their immediate superior, uh, not that they're superior, but their immediate manager. Uh, but the shout out at the CEO level is just astounding sometimes, but it's, again, it's
0: gotta be done right uh, with the right person for the right reasons. And lifting it up that high in the organization, I think also you know, might give others not just motivation or you know, as you said, that competition to do well, but to maybe spark a few um, mental notes about what is working within the organization, yes. maybe come up with some new ideas like, hey, Team X did a really good job on this innovation project. Someone yeah. else goes, I can take that and improve on it, and do this better. So much value in appreciating
1: success and, and celebrating success. Too many times we focus on the problems, but yes, yeah, celebrating success, find ways to do it better, and repeat it throughout the organization is a real benefit from uh, public recognition.
0: How do you get those ideas circulated? You know, with without the uh, the public recognition, is there a way in which you can? you know bring developers together who might be working on disparate projects at you know different client locations even maybe different buildings or different you know, spaces within a company? Well, we, we have one night a month where we try to bring everyone together and, and uh, try to
1: generate some ideas, but generally ad hoc collections. We have uh, get-togethers at the local bar uh, once a month, with, uh, even with some alumni, and talk about ideas. And It's surprising. Everyone wants to share their new shiny acorn, right? Uh, so the developers will feed on each
0: other and, and drive each other to learn new things and, and build new stuff to help people. Is there a sense also in, in these situations of uh, being able to not only celebrate success but work through problems because if you were just banging your head against the wall on, on mm-hmm. one project and you have a you know, team of five to seven, you know, maybe someone who has seen this before or has a, a different take or just a different perspective can come in and help with that, right? That's absolutely the social fabric of how we do
1: development uh, in the modern era, and, and tools like Slack and communication tools facilitate that. We don't see many developers banging their head for too long, and it's something we try to teach them out of. Uh, you've got the whole brain of your whole organization and beyond your network. Uh, it's easy to leverage it with the tools that are available
0: to you now. How do you get to that point where you not just have that one person on a team you're recognizing, but you have the entire team at that same strength level. Well, fundamentally, you lay the groundwork by having a
1: culture of self-improvement. Secondly, you build an infrastructure that uh, your team plays a lot more like a soccer team than they do an American football team. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, American football is great, but it has one really, really special person, right? Uh, whereas soccer, they might have the greatest person, but uh, if he falls over, there's someone to take his place who knows what to do. Uh, and you've got a team of 11 people on the field who can, or 10 anyhow, who can who can fill gaps. Whereas that's not the case in the specialized sports. So you're trying to build a soccer team rather than the,
0: than the football team, if that makes sense. So more Real Madrid, less New England Patriots, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. We go back for one second. To this idea, um, as you mentioned of compensation? I mean, in any company, you know, well-paid employees are going to probably feel a little bit more appreciated than people who are, you know, underpaid on in the market. But what besides, you know, direct pay can you show in terms of compensation? Either, you know, supporting people in their careers, supporting their uh, other interests, or other ways that you can um, support just beyond the you yeah. know monthly paycheck. So they need enough monthly paychecks so they can uh, get through the next month.
1: But, uh, you know, if you show commitment to their career development, uh, if you have some training budget that they can apply to, whether they're continuing education or or a conference from time to time, uh, that's great. Uh, If you can support their causes, if they're keen on a charity, then, you know, has the organization got some laptops that they can share with this charity? Are they real keen on a meetup? Can you sponsor a meetup, you know, provide the pizza and beer for their meetup or even host a meetup and stuff like that? Encourage them to present and support their presenting by providing transport and facilities. These little things don't cost a lot of money in comparison to
0: their salary, but their value to the engineers is, is way uh, way differential and it sounds like it can also provide some uh, benefit back to your organization because you're getting your people out in the community, um, whether they feel like they are or not, but they're mm-hmm. networking they're being ambassadors for your company uh, and if there are causes like that that might be of the more you know charitable variety, the company can step in and help with that as well for some you know uh good PR absolutely we should be doing more of that. <laughs> Is there anything else then in terms of project support that you can give to employees? I mean, one of the things you mentioned was uh, between projects, consider giving developers or teams space to create. How, how does that work? If, you know, A, because you want people on projects as much yeah. as possible, <laughs> but when they're not, how, how does that sort of support or how do those side projects work? So... When there's only one or two,
1: it's focused on their development. And when there's a group, we can bring something that they can learn together and, and build something that's awesome for us or for an outside organization. But fundamentally, if you've got freedom on the bench, then use that bench to make your resume better. Self-improvement is a big driver of
0: development satisfaction. What are some of those projects that they can do then for you know, your organization? Or are they thinking about... A future project for a client, or helping someone else out—you know, maybe not on the books, but providing that added brain power to help solve a problem.
1: You know, what they're solving isn't so much the important part; it's got to have some relevancy. What the 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 practice of solving with themselves or with a team is the thing that's building a muscle that's going to help them be so much more productive in the future and make their career so much more successful. Uh, giving them autonomy and latitude is, is amazing. Uh, so typically, I don't try to guide these uh, between projects. If they can find something, whether it's the Baltimore hackath- hackathons or
0: whatever, just go forth and uh, find a way to learn and, uh, as a team and get better. What have you seen that come out of these projects? Anything that, you know, anyone that stands out in your career that's really memorable or an p- individual will remain nameless but has really you know advanced <laughs> his or her career through these sorts of things? Well, I've
1: got one favorite where he, uh, you know, they, the um, tracking Baltimore's buses uh, was a wonderful hacking project where Baltimore City was struggling to provide this information to citizens and the hackers came in and produced a, a tracking mechanism. Uh, there are others uh, you know, providing, taking the public information, the Baltimore public information and sharing it so that people know where the vacant houses are, where the development's going on, and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's been you know, really civic kind of uh, projects that have just seen people's enthusiasm grow, but a uh,
0: side effect is they've done huge learning and bring that back to the organization to, to benefit us. Yeah, that sounds like a real 3 prong benefit to the individual, to the community at large, and then to the organization for having um, you know, greater marketable skills for this individual, a a deeper and, um, you know, more substantial resume. Absolutely. So Grant English, Director of Technology at Catalyte here in Baltimore, thank you so much for today's conversation.
1: Thank you for having me.